Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. Slow down. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, today we're going to talk about what you can do to overcome fatigue. Maybe you're saying, you know, I'm tired of being tired all the time. You know, or have you ever gone to your clinic and complained to your doctor that you want more energy and then you say, hey, please give me a pill or something Mm -hmm. to help me get over my fatigue? If that's you, you're not alone. Over one and a half million people go to their doctor every year with that same complaint. Tired, tired, tired. Fatigue may be the result of, you know, a medical problem such as a low thyroid function or possibly fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome. But for the majority of people, it is usually the result of poor nutrition. You knew we were going to talk about nutrition, didn't we? (laughs) Absolutely. And the lack of sleep. Feeling tired all the time, constantly exhausted and struggling with such morning fatigue that you just want to crawl back into bed. Well, we think that calls from some very practical solutions that hopefully you can put into your practice right now. Um, so that's what we're going to offer up today. Ideas. You know, I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. And we have not only just one person here with me today as our co-host. We have two. Two. First, we have Brittany Vincent, who until just a few months ago, how long was it now? About six months ago. Six I'm months still ago. getting used to the name change. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it used to be Brittany Thomas. No, Brittany is a registered and licensed dietitian. She teaches many of our corporate nutrition classes all over the Twin City yep. metro area. She sees individual clients at our St. Paul and Lakeville office. And one of her special interests is working with women who have hormonal issues. Lots of work. So, Brittany, you know, while working with clients, what have you found to be one of the major causes of fatigue? Well, you know, I was one of those people that went to my doctor and said, I am really tired all the time. And at this point, I was only in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. So that should absolutely not be happening at that age. That's right. So I asked for my thyroid to be tested, my iron, and everything was fine, which is great. But I still didn't have an answer to my fatigue. Looking back, I know it was to do with my sleep schedule, which we're going to be talking about. hmm and then my nutrition. I just wasn't eating enough of the good things, especially those those healthy fats. So uh, making that change with my diet has made such a huge difference. And then making my sleep a priority. So those are two of the major things we're going to talk about. Yes. Yep, so I hope, I hope people stay tuned. Yes. Because we got lots of good ideas. And I mean... We see people that complain about their fatigue all the time. Yes, we do. Almost every day. And in today's world, we know there's lots of different causes such as adrenal fatigue, low thyroid function, poor lifestyle, eating habits. And we do know so many people live off of caffeine, fast food, all sorts of different convenience foods. Breakfast, often a cup of coffee, 
with some sugar in it or Mm -hmm. that sugary creamer, a donut, a muffin. And when people start their day like that, it puts a lot of stress on their body. So the stress from the food coupled with just daily stress over a few years, that's going to lead to their adrenal glands being burnt out. So we hear that all the time, don't we? we? Yep. You know, they people. Yep. But do you fatigue? Okay, I'll say it again. (laughs) Adrenal fatigue. Yeah. (laughs) And when that happens, you just feel exhausted Mm -hmm. all day long. So, Brittany, you know, you're saying poor eating habits can possibly lead to fatigue. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. And those poor eating habits, that's including skipping meals. We hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, living off of caffeine and sugar. I mean, people are really just trying to stay awake throughout the day, but it's becoming a vicious cycle. All that leads to brain and body exhaustion. And we know it's it's a sign of the times, unfortunately. But that is part of what I do is I help people change those negative lifestyle habits and teach them how to eat a nourishing breakfast that's going to give them the energy throughout the day that so, they need. So you are saying that eating a breakfast will help you with your fatigue and with your energy level. Yes. So, you know, tell me more. Well, I think that if you're going to change one thing as far as your eating, change your breakfast because that mm-hmm. really sets the tone for the day and eating a balanced breakfast you know, my breakfast varies quite a bit. Oftentimes, it's just leftovers. Not a huge fan of eggs. So okay. yesterday, I had beef and broccoli and a little potato. Today, I had a protein shake. Um, the other day, I had a salad for breakfast. And I think getting over the idea that you have to eat breakfast foods for breakfast kind of opens a lot of different doors. But I know eating that way just gives me lots of energy throughout the day. Well, it's so interesting. Last night when I was working with my trainer, he said that when he was younger, he doesn't do that now, but when he was younger, his breakfast used to be like a cereal bar, like a Nutri-Grain bar and a Coke. (laughs) That's common. Uh, Yeah, I I used to eat tons of those little bars because they were 80 calories and Mm -hmm. low fat and... And some parents even send kids out the door with a bar in their hand for breakfast. It's easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So also joining us this morning is Teresa Wagner. Teresa is a registered and licensed dietitian who teaches many nutrition classes and works individually with clients in St. Paul, right? That's correct. Uh, She's also available to work long distance on the phone, either with Skype or on the phone. And that's kind of, we have a lot of podcast listeners, so that's more for those. Mm-hmm. And I kind of forgot to mention this, but Teresa is a mother of three young children. Yes. So, <laughs> Teresa, what do you find to be the reason for the epidemic of fatigue? Well, I would say kids, kids, and kids. <laughs> Did I say that three times? <laughs> and, of course, lack of sleep. It's a fact of life that parents with small children often experience interrupted sleep. So I believe that the best way to stay healthy and prevent fatigue is to make sure that I'm eating healthily and exercising. I think, Teresa, I hear that from so many parents. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they're they're able to get one or two hours of sleep in a night when their kids are sick or something. Right. Exactly. Or, I mean, it doesn't even have to just be sickness. It's, 
you know, you have those nights where they have nightmares or they yes. just wake up and because they're awake, they think you should be awake. <laughs> and right. They just come for visits in the middle of the night. <laughs> so I think one of the things that you just said is in order to stay healthy for yourself. Yes. You have to eat better. That's right. Yep. We have to take care of ourselves. And I know that, you know, especially as a dietitian, that foods are very powerful for preventing v- fatigue. But what I really didn't understand was how choosing the right foods not only helps with my energy, but also keeps me healthy, especially when life happens, like a, like a sick kid, like we were saying, mm-hmm. or those midnight visits um, that keep you up most <laughs> of the night. <laughs> so that's why when I'm working with parents, I focus on helping them develop the habit of eating breakfast like we were talking about earlier. It might be two or three eggs cooked in butter, a slice of dark rye toast, and a few cherry tomatoes with a couple of spears of broccoli. The eggs and vegetables will supply our brains with the nutrients that we need to energize us. As a parent, I try to have the energy I need so I will be prepared if for some reason I need to be up with one of my kids most of the night so that the next day, if I have to work or when we work, regardless if you go to work or not, so that you can do the work of your day and be effective and be able to think clearly. So kids being up all night, that's one cause of fatigue for sure. Absolutely. Not eating well is another reason. Mm-hmm. So really, there are many causes of fatigue. And, you know, sometimes it's as simple as a side effect of a medication. Yeah. Right. Or it might be the result of a, some chronic illness or perhaps it is your lousy lifestyle. And we know that a lot of people have lousy lifestyle habits. So you may be wondering, what do I mean by lousy lifestyle habits? Well, I think I know where you're going with this one, Dar. Mm-hmm. So let's ask our listeners to think about their lifestyle habits. Think about what they've been doing the past week. I often ask my clients right away who drink coffee, what are you putting in your coffee? Are you drinking just coffee with heavy cream in it or are you drinking it with the sugary creamer or going to a coffee shop and getting those foo-foo coffee drinks with tons of sugar in them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oftentimes it's not just coffee with heavy cream. It's, it is the sugar-laden coffee drinks. Yes, because they're delicious. They are. <laughs> and, you know, before we continue with this, it's already time for our first break. Okay. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. A brief announcement for you today. Starting the week of April 9th, a new Nutrition for Weight Loss series begins at six convenient locations throughout the Twin Cities. As a dietitian and a teacher of Nutrition for Weight Loss, I love getting the opportunity to see the results of my students. After eating real food for just two or three weeks, I often hear... Reports of more energy, better moods, fewer aches and pains, even sleeping better, again, in just two or three weeks. So this 12-week class series can really be life-changing for you. So call 651-699-3438 to sign up or go to weightandwellness.com to find the location. And I'm excited to be teaching uh, starting that week, Thursday nights in St. Paul. And people talk about your teaching and they love it. Oh, well, thank you. Of course, I could say that about all of our teachers. <laughs> yes, <All right>. absolutely. <laughs> we'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, today we're discussing ways you can overcome fatigue. If you want more energy, 
take a look at your diet and follow some of our simple guidelines. Drink lots of water. You know, a dehydrated body and brain can lead to a tired and exhausted person. So we recommend about 8 to 10 glasses of water, and that's going to help you maintain your energy. And guideline number two, be careful with your caffeine consumption. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's best to limit your caffeine to one or two drinks a day of caffeine. Drinking more than one or two cups may make you anxious, hmm, irritable, hmm, fatigued, because too much caffeine can cause dehydration, and then that can interfere with your quality of sleep. It all goes together. Yes, it does. So next Saturday, we have another interesting show. Um, we have Cassie and Joanne, and they're going to be talking about anti-aging nutrition. That sounds interesting. And I'm going to be listening, <laughs> and I think everybody will be, because who doesn't want to know how to keep those wrinkles away? Exactly. So obviously mm-hmm. they're going to have to talk yeah. about that. <laughs> so before the break, we were talking about coffee and people drinking those sugary coffee drinks. is so common nowadays. Yes, and I actually have a personal story to share because seven weeks and three days ago, (laughs) who's counting? And 22 seconds. That's right, about this time, (laughs) um, was my last coffee. Um, And the reason why I'd given it up is I just wasn't sleeping as well as I thought I should be. And for just various other reasons, I think as dietitians, we always like to experiment with our diet as well. But what I have found now that it has been out of my system for a while is that I do sleep better. Mm -hmm. It is more sound sleep. And one of the things that I find that most interesting is that it just in the morning when we're rushing around trying to get everything together, get the kids off to school, get ready for work, you know, just the things of the day is that my irritability level and my patient, my irritability level is down, but my patient's level is up. And it's just a much more calm feeling in the morning, which has been such a a benefit. So, yeah. Teresa, how much coffee were you drinking each day before? You know, that's well, now, to me, that's hard to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it would vary from day to day. I wasn't the person that would drink coffee all day. It was really limited to the morning. But, you know, a cup of coffee, I think a lot of times we think of a cup of a coffee. My idea of a cup of coffee is probably 20 ounces, which I think is about what most people think. Yeah. We don't really think it's that True. standard it's, eight ounce mm-hmm. cup. Yes. <laughs> And all the, whenever they measure caffeine and things, they're thinking about an eight, eight ounce, ounce cup, yeah. not yes. the 20 ounce. That's yeah. right. Yep. That's right. So, okay. so I don't know for sure how much it was, but probably significant. So you're less, less irritable, less irritable. In the yeah. Morning. More patience. Yes. And you're sleeping better. Yes. Yes. It's fantastic. Sounds like a win. It is a win. And I just don't think that people realize how much coffee can affect the quality of their sleep. As dietitians and nutritionists, we know that lack of sleep is the number one cause of daytime fatigue, which makes a whole lot of sense. It does. And I think that's another thing that it's really hard for people to understand. Yeah. That fatigue goes back to how well you or how well you didn't sleep. Yep. So, you know, a lot of times clients tell me, but I only drink a cup of coffee at breakfast. So how can that possibly Mm -hmm. be affecting my sleep? Have you ever heard that? Definitely. Yes. (laughs) Well, the average amount of caffeine in one cup of coffee, again, this is eight ounces, that you brew at home is about 100 milligrams. But if you're going to go through that Starbucks drive-thru, I drive by that every day going to work, and I see that long line. Mm -hmm. 
So if you go and do that, a Starbucks Grande coffee is actually two cups of coffee. It can have up to 330 milligrams of caffeine. Wow. That's a lot more. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm quite certain the majority of coffee drinkers don't know this stimulating fact. If you drink two cups or 16 ounces of coffee in the morning, you will get about 200 milligrams of caffeine that will stay in your system full force for seven hours. Then for the next seven hours, the effects are at a half-life of 100 milligrams of caffeine. So slow down, Teresa. Yes. That's a mouthful. Yes. Say that that one more time for listeners. So if you start with 200 milligrams, that will stay in your system for that full force. Full force. For seven hours. Mm -hmm. Then over the next seven hours, the effects are at their half-life or at 100 milligrams of caffeine. So that's 14 hours. Mm -hmm. And then it's half-life again, which leaves you with 50 milligrams of caffeine. At 21 hours. Wow. So this can be affecting your system for quite a while. That's a long time. So yeah, that is. is a long time. So that 20 ounces that I was drinking <laughs> was right. probably, you know, affecting me well into the evening. And so that's why you were really having trouble sleeping. Right, right. Um, so um, this caffeine could be affecting the quality of sleep, like we were saying. But caffeine can also call, cause what we call surface sleep, mm-hmm. which is lightly sleeping throughout the entire night. And that's not good quality sleep. And were you kind of sl- surface sleeping when you were drinking caffeine? You know, I'm not sure, but probably because I would wake up quite a bit throughout okay. the night. So sure. that would be my guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you start your day with that Starbucks Grande coffee with 330 milligrams of caffeine, you will end up with at least 82 and a half milligrams of caffeine in your system at 21 hours. That's almost wow. a whole cu- whole cup of coffee yes. if it was like 100 milligrams. Yes. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. No wonder. Right. And some people are just more sensitive to caffeine than others. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, depending on the person, it can really cause a major effect. Absolutely. And as dietitians and nutritionists, we know all the research really reports that people need at least seven and a half hours of sleep most nights to lose weight and to have the energy that they want. So I suggest why not try to give up your coffee for a few weeks? See what it does. Because you might find like Teresa did, you sleep better, you have more energy, maybe it affects your moods. And then and it's she definitely didn't, worth it. She did not have coffee this morning. Yeah. No and she sounds morning. great. Yeah. <laughs> She's awake and alive. <laughs> So now I want to address some what I call lousy lifestyle habits. <laughs> and one lousy lifestyle habit that many people have, which results in them being fatigued and not getting sufficient sleep, is not having a set time to go to bed. Yes. You know, sometimes they go to bed at 10. Sometimes they go to bed at 2, you know. You know, and really a lot of them get, go to bed at 2. They get wrapped up in watching TV, mm-hmm. you know. Whatever is on, late night, or even something that isn't even interesting, they still watch yep. it. Or they're posting on Facebook, or they're playing games on their computer. That's another big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these people, they seem to lack the ability to set a schedule and to follow it. Yep. So then, therefore, they're short on sleep all the time. Yes. And they're a little, I see they're a little anxious all the time, because lack of sleep causes Like you said, anxiety, irritability, Mm -hmm. isn't it interesting? And that was part of my problem is at the time my work schedule varied from day to day. So some days I'd have to be to work at six, some days at noon. So my, Mm -hmm. my sleep schedule, Mm -hmm. I did not have a set, set time to go to bed. And that I 
absolutely now contributed to to my extreme fatigue. You know, one of the other things besides watching TV, people will decide, oh, I have to do my laundry yes. now. Right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All of those things are just stimulating your brain mm-hmm. and actually reducing the production of melatonin. And sometimes I think people drink the extra coffee. Yeah. So they yes. get the energy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And teenagers. So I see a fair amount of teenagers um, in in our offices, and they need even more sleep. It's crucial. They need at least nine hours of sleep. And we've seen locally lots of schools have changed to a later start because they were finding that their students were having a hard time staying awake, and then that's affecting their learning and and how they're how they're feeling throughout the day. So it may really actually surprise people that as nutritionists, we actually help people develop mm-hmm. positive sleep habits. We don't always talk about food. We talk about habits Absolutely. a lot. Absolutely. So developing good sleep hygiene, that's what they always call it. Yeah. Sleep hygiene. It takes time and it really takes a commitment to your health. It, these changes just don't come easy no, for people. No, they really don't. It takes time. So we're going to talk more about those habits when we come back, but it's already time for our second break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and I have another announcement for you. Starting April 15th through May 15th, we are offering five of our 90-minute classes for only $10. $10. You cannot beat that. <laughs> <laughs> and these Very popular classes are designed to provide you with solutions to common health concerns. You may be interested in eating to reduce pain and inflammation or nutrition solutions for better digestion or nutrition to reduce your cancer risks. So for the day and location, check our website, weightandwellness.com, or just call 651-699-3438, and we'll be happy to answer any of your questions. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you're tired of being tired all the time, I have a couple more ideas for you to boost your energy. Number one, eat breakfast. Food, especially real food, boosts your metabolism and gives your body and brain energy. So what you just said, it boosts your metabolism. Yeah. That should turn everyone on to listen. Right. (laughs) That's right. Eating to lose, right? (laughs) That's right. Number two, don't skip meals. Going without food for too long allows your blood sugar level to drop and you will experience low blood sugar and fatigue. As a dietitian, I work with clients who want more energy and better health through eating better. Call our office at 651-699-3438 and set up an appointment. And be sure to check to uh, see if your insurance will cover the cost of your appointment. That's something new. Yeah. More and more health insurances are doing that. Wonderful. So before the break, we were talking about sleep hygiene and all of the habits that go, go with sleep.